0: Huh. I expected the Rocky Mountains to be a little rockier than this. I was thinking the same thing. That John Denver's full of shit, man. What's up, foe? Hey. I'm still here. I haven't moved.
1: That's the sound of Bucky Drums.
0: Blum, blum. Covered in, blum, Drum, blum. It in the snot. But it's capable of that Somebody blum. chopped off his
1: tail Too sad when he chopped off his tail What did he do to deserve blum, that? That's what Huckleberry said. Hey, hello, and welcome to the Phlegm Cat Podcast. This is your host, the artist David, and I'm your Huckleberry. It appears my hypocrisy knows no bounds. Hey, I'm back. I'm back. I w- I was out, and then I'm back. You probably didn't e- you didn't even know until I told you that I was gonna, not going to be here. <laughs> that's kind of how things work you don't know stuff and then someone tells you the thing and then you know it but uh i i'm proud of the fact that i keep the Derek train rolling train kept it rolling all night long yeah man i don't i don't take no i don't Derek does not take a week off because Derek's dedicated weird cat um oh yeah me and the missus went to uh call call uh colorado <laughs> if you're from california i think it's pronounced colorado uh, Colorado. That's where. I, that's how I say it, homie. Um, my buddy Evil Dennis lives out there, and his lovely wife Blondie, and they, Dudes, dudes, they have got a vacation home in a fancier. Look, they live in a fancy place. They normally live in a fancy place, but they for their vacation home, they even got a fancier place than their regular fancy place. I mean, it was just it was a. We went to go stay with them at their fancy place. And it was quite, a, quite an adventure. And I learned a lot of stuff. <laughs> Mostly about how much I suck. But a bit. look, we had a ball, man. It was great. It was a nice little vacation. We were there from Saturday till Wednesday night. And, uh, you know, I'm back and I feel rejuvenated. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm still grumpy. I'm still an asshole. <laughs> but we did all kinds of cool stuff, man. It's like I said, I love, I love visiting with, with the goddamn UN of evil. My, my problem, and I've mentioned before is the process by which it takes to get to see them when they don't live in my land with a car. If they're out of car driving distance, I, you know, I'm just like, Oh, I I don't know. Do I really need to see them? Of course I do. But it's like every time I get, I get, we make these plans, I get excited. Yeah, man, in June, we're going to go see Evil Dennis and bloody and their fancy house. And we'll do get in adventures and stay, sit by a fire and tell jokes in our flannels. And then somebody will light a fart and throw popcorn at their face. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it'll just be what we normally do. But then, you know, of course, when the time gets near and I realize, oh, shit, how do I get? That's right. I got to go to the airport. God damn it. I hate the airport. I'm not fit to. I'm not fit to be in public. And if you want to, what what is the extreme of the public? There's all right. There's the public, and then there's the extreme of the public. And the extreme of the public is found in uh, sporting events, the airport rib fest, uh, a lover boy reunion tour concert audience. You know, just asshole and elbows and people and sweat and yuck and dummies. Yuckin' dummies. I hate yuckin' dummies. So I have to get over that, you know? Cuz like I said, it's nobody's fault. It's me. I'm the one that's got the problems. Everybody else seems I think everybody else seems normal to me. Isn't that weird? All right, so, you know, pretty uneventful. Ava took us to the airport. No big deal. So I'm like, I'm like, okay. Well, at least I don't have to deal with some awkward uber or limo driver who you know wants to make small talk and i i, I don't know what more he can do but besides putting on a sleep mask and putting my headphones on leave me alone what part of this dis- disguise that i'm wearing says hey let's ask him where he's from no it's it i, I don't know what else screams lone wolf max than i uh, headphones in obstru- obstru- obstruction of vision I don't want to talk to you, but this was cool though cuz Ava took us to the airport, right? Now, I told you about the misses and uh the misses uses uh a Waze, the app Waze, or in some parts of the country you can call it Wazy, I guess. And uh for some reason, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I've given up trying to figure this shit out. It's not enough for her to have the technology that we all have at our fingertips, you know, maps, apps. GPS, all that shit. You can look right on your dashboard and there's the roads. Go straight, turn right. You know, I don't know what how much more simpler you need it, but for some reason the missus insists that she has a voice that tells her, at the light, turn right. I'm like, oh wow, great. And she went with uh she went with the English guy, and I don't and I think I mentioned this before, I call him English Bob. English Bob is the most annoying person ever. Because the missus will never turn. She won't turn them off. Like even in our neighborhood. All right, these apps, right? They're great for going someplace you've never been before. There's no reason you need that app to get to the grocery store. Yet it's always on. In approximately 500 feet, you will skid and roll into a ditch. I can't stand English, Bob. For those very reasons. Yeah, you don't need <laughs> Like so, I'm like, all right, Ava's driving us. We'll be in Ava's little zippy car, and we'll be cool. So Ava, you know, drives us to the. She drives us to the airport, and I realize she doesn't have Waze or Wazy or whatever. She's got uh, just a regular. I don't know whatever comes on your phone. Map, Google. I don't know if it's Google Maps or Apple, whatever. But now she's not as bad as the Mrs. She doesn't have uh, every everything you do <laughs> screamed at you by English Bob. You just passed Dunkin' Donuts. I know. He goes, Bob, I'm trying to cut back. Um, Ava <laughs> came out of nowhere. And I swear to God, it's, it sounded like a like a 1940s detective. Not the light. You're going to turn right, you dirty mug. I mean, <laughs> all right. I added the dirty mug part. But it was kind of like this real clipped uh, voice, like a, like a detective. Where were you on the night of July 29th? Were you alone? Do you have an alibi? You got somebody to back you up? Hey, who's the dame with the nice pins? Hey, get a load of the gams on that broad. <laughs> so I'm, I'm all right. I'm saying all that shit out loud, and of course, Uh was laughing. The Mrs. is already tired of me, and we haven't left the state yet. Um, so I started saying, you know, it's, I don't, you don't have. I told the Mrs. you don't have to laugh, but it's got it's still better than goddamn English Bob. English Bob's a dick. <laughs> and I go, you know, what we need, of course. I go. I think. I think it would. I think. I want to develop an app. for for you know directions, maps. I don't know if you call it Mex Maps, Mexi Maps. I don't know. We'll come. We'll come up with a cool name. Where it's you can just pick what goofy voice you want <laughs> telling you where to go. Now that's not a. Of course, that's not a groundbreaking, brilliant idea. There's a million of these things, I suppose. And it's not like I had some great idea. But my twist on it is that, of course, it's going to tell you where you're supposed to go, when you're supposed to turn, how many miles, whatever, stay right, stay left. But then I want mine to just arbitrarily in the middle of nowhere when it's not, e- it just say shit to you when you're not even, you don't even need directions. It just talks shit. And I said, okay, I like this idea. Where do I, how, what's going to be the initial voice? Because you know me, I'm always saying shit in funny voices and doing dumb shit. I said, uh, uh first, my go-to is easy. I, I think it's going to be a Cholo app you know cuz i mean you know how in uh, in and, and ways i think it is uh, you can change the car icon from like a car to like a race car and of course the missus has a has a wacky race car i says, i want my shit to have a right, it's going to have a low rider you can get the low rider icon and then you just you tell it where you want to go and then you start and all of a sudden it's like hey fool gotta turn right up here homie but it doesn't say anything about roads. Because you ever notice that the, the English Bob and those guys, they always say the roads, but they'd say it wrong. You know, they they mispronounce some shit. At the light, turn right on Rikert Avenue. It's Rickert, you dummy. At the light, turn left on Ogden Avenue. It's Ogden. God damn, I
0: hate you English, Bob.
1: You lie me bastard. Sorry about the racial thing. Okay, so I'm saying Cholo... The Cholo uh, GPS thing is way cooler because you be you just be telling you like, "Hey fool, turn right, homie." Oh, fucker, you missed it. And oh, hey, check this place out up here, man. They got good tacos and shit. Right, right. So it helps you, you know. Hey, like in about like ten minutes or something, you got to turn, homie. Pay attention to that shit. Doesn't tell you right or left. Just let you know it's on the horizon. Whistles at you that weird Cholo whistle, which I can't do. <laughs> hey fool, pay attention, man. Stay in your lane, homie.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: It's just like, all right. So it's taking care of the drivership, right? You know, because I <laughs> thank you, little sniper, for getting me to where I have to go. But then in the middle of nowhere, you got, You just hear you're driving. Maybe you got the radio on. You can't even have the radio on because English Bob interrupts the radio. And if somebody, I don't, I can't stand driving in the Mrs. Car. And English Bob talks over my Tears for Fear song. But little sniper ain't going to do that shit. You're driving. You're just on a straight road. Yo, homie, what do you want for Christmas this year, fool? (laughs) You're just like, what the fuck was that? Was that you? No. Was it the car? Because you're not expecting it. It just comes out of nowhere. Hey, man, who's your favorite little rascal? Oh, Jesus. Uh, I'm going to go with young Spanky. Okay, cool. You know, it makes the ride. (laughs) It'll make the the ride more entertaining, that's for sure. I mean, because what's... (laughs) Look... if I'm going to be interrupted, if I'm going to have some asshole telling me where to go and where to drive, at least make that shit funny. Oh, fool, you missed your turn, homie. How stupid are you, Essie? You got to hang a U-E or some shit to go back. Oh, fuck that place. You don't want to go there no way. Let's go somewhere else, man. Hey, let's go to Dave and Buster's. <laughs> we always end up at Dave and Buster's, no matter what your program. Hey, man, I know you wanted to go out for pho. Fuck that shit, man. We're going to Dave and Buster's. So she drops us off, right? God damn it. Every time I get to that, it's like, uh, what do they say? The the definition of insanity is repeating the same behavior and expecting a different result. I mean, I got, as soon as I got to the airport, I looked up and went, oh shit, I'm at the airport. You know, just, it's a freaking. all right. It was Saturday morning. I guess, you know, we flew out on a Saturday. I guess Saturdays are busy, but just long ass lines, you know? and i'm like and but but i i've done this enough where i again i'm not a world traveler by any any measure uh like i said i've only the the first time i was ever on an airplane was for the 8th grade trip to washington uh, d.c. and uh after that i didn't fly in a plane until my buddy jimmy's wedding in detroit uh somewhere we had to go to michigan somewhere uh in 1992 i think it was so, I mean, that's a lot. I, it's only recently that I've been flying more, but I, I have, I have uh, wisdom, you know. I'm got, I got street smart. You know, and the thing is, we got TS, that TSA pre-check, which is usually awesome, but lately that TSA don't mean shit. Big-ass lines everywhere just to get to regular, anal probe lines, you know, the regular uh, screening, and then the TSA, just as long. And we're, we're behind, you know, and it's one of those lines that just keeps wrapping around and around. But at the end, when you get towards the front where they look at your, your shit and tell you, you can go ahead, um, it splits off into two different lines we get towards the front and we have two choices. We have, uh, grownups and we, we have a few grownups ahead of us. They're going one way. And then we have a, a family with like three or four kids going the, in the other line now. The amateur will go, oh, shit, I'm, I'm going with the adults. I don't want to be in a freaking line with a bunch of dumbass kids and wait. You know, it's going to take forever. Ha, 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 ha. That's where most people go wrong. I said, I told the missus, we're in line. She already hears me huffing and puffing. <sighs> Steam, shit coming from my ears. She goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. I go, don't go in the line with the adult. Go in the line behind this family. And she looks at me like, why? I go, these kids are going to get right through. They never... They they know parents are losing their shit anyways. They get they rush kids. They just kid. They don't pay attention to kids. They just don't. They're like yeah, fine. Go just get out of here. Go go go. <laughs> Let the security guy worry about you. I don't need to see the kid's passport. He's four, right? And that made me go. You know what, man? Now look. I'm going to preface this by saying I am not a terrorist. But you know this is going to be a good anecdote, when I have to preface it with that. Look, I don't mean, I don't, look, normally I don't murder people, but I was thinking, you know, if if I was a terrorist, I would, I'd make a bomb shape like a kid. I'd make a little toddler bomb, like a little fake kid in a stroller. He's all full of explosives and wicks and fuses and shit in his little onesie. Just make a bomb kid. Dude, how cool is bomb kid? just just a freaking exploding dumbass little toddler <laughs> if you ever if you ever read that graphic novel comic book uh the dark knight returns it's about batman being retired and he comes out of retirement as an old man and as soon as he comes back to gotham um the joker awakes from his canatonic uh i don't know coma whatever he was in cuz the the premise being they 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 need each other they complete each other you complete me um And in that book, the Joker has a dude that's a demolition expert, and this dude made these robotic children that would explode. (laughs) I think one of them was named Bobby. (laughs) Like that's what we. Because think about it, man. Nobody looks at kids. This hey. I disclaimer. I am not. I am not endorsing or promoting the idea of harming anybody in an airplane ever again. Uh. Remember what happened nine? What was the date 912 third nine, eleven? Remember? We don't want that again. So I'm not. I know it's not. A, it's a sensitive subject to joke about. Obviously, I don't want anybody to blow somebody up with a fake toddler bomb. I'm just saying that's a good idea though, don't you think? I mean, as long as your technology is good and you're not making one of those fucked up Cabbage Patch looking kids that don't. The kids got to pass it. You got to at least glance at him and go, "Oh, that's a real kid." No, it isn't. It's it's a pair of overalls filled with C4 you dumbass we snuck through <laughs> You should join, because it's really fun there, baby.
0: Cat what? Page. For real? Cat
1: page. That uh, sounds, uh, yeah, pretty cool. Hey, let's get beatly. we sun king from the my collection of songs called the beige album my beatles tribute uh, which is free by the way if anybody ever wants that there's like really good song oh what else i'm gonna say it's real shitty you should check it out it's a bunch of beetle covers that i did that are funky and cool and i'll be happy to send them anybody that wants them just write me um so yeah so uh you know i, I, I knew what i was in for on the flight and i i did my best I've got, look, I got coping mechanism, I got coping skills. One of them is not being able to say the word mechanism, but that's all right. So we get in Colorado and we, first we go, we go, we, all right, we, it's me, the missus, right? We're coming in and the dualsies are coming in. My buddy Jim and his, his wife, Gwen are coming in and we're going to stay with Evil Dennis and Blondie for five days and have fun and jollies. But, and we, you know, we got our shit together. So, you know, we both, we both arrive in Colorado around the same time. So we hook up and we get our, we get a rental car and we drive to, uh, Evil Dennis's lair, his regular lair. And we spend an evening there. It was very nice and fun and cool, but it's the, it's the family house. So we have a choice of, uh, guest room and we have a choice of another guest room because, uh, they're empty nesters now. Uh, Evil Dennis's kids are out and about doing, doing, learning fancy book stuff at colleges. So, you know, we were basically in the kids' room, which is cool, right? Uh, the best part about this whole arrangement, uh, the missus and I lucked out. We drew straws, and we got the room with the bunk beds, kick-ass bunk beds. Dude, I love, dude, I always wanted bunk beds when I was a kid. Because uh, there were times, you know, when we lived in Brook, I had my own room, and uh, Lawrence had his own room. And then there was a period of time where my grandma stayed with us, so Lawrence and I shared my room. And at the time, they had this thing called a trendle bed. I don't know if they make them anymore. Basically, it's a bed that's kind of high, higher, you know, like me. <laughs> high, really high. This bed is high, man. <laughs> and it lets another bed, like a little drawer bed, pulls out underneath from underneath it. And now, all of a sudden, you got two beds. So, we would sleep, you know, in there. And I always remember going, man I, wish we, man, I wish we had, I don't want this stupid trendle bed. I don't even know what a trendle is. I want a bunk bed, man. I want a, didn't the babies have up didn't Peter and Bobby sleep in bunk? Somebody had bunk beds and I just thought that shit was dope. Cause I wanted to be on top, which is rare for me. <sighs> Sorry, shut up. Dummy. That microphone's on, you Dummy. So I I chose the top. (laughs) And I said, because I like to be up high. I think it's cool sleeping up high. For a while, the boy Val, we bought him. We were trying to make his room more, you know, he had, God, he had so much shit. He needed his own Amexi Park. He was growing out of his bedroom. So we bought him a, this from Ikea, one of those loft beds. Oh, I was so jealous because it was so cool looking, industrial, like gray steel. And it was, and he could fit his. His chill chair and his his gaming system underneath, kind of like a college setup where the bed's high enough where you can sit underneath it. That thing was so dope. And then we realized, you know, he's getting to be a, uh, the size where if he should wake up in the middle of the night, his head will go through the c- ceiling and be in our attic. Oh, what happened, dude? So, you know, we, 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 we got rid of that as he got older. But I am mean, the idea of a bunk bed was so like that was fancy people stuff. So, uh, you know, the fact that I'm a perpetual child, as soon as I said, you know, we could pick, I said, I'm picking the bed. I want the bedroom that got the bunk beds. <laughs> and now I'm, I'm on top. Just like just in Big <laughs> when, when Anthony. Anthony? Not Anthony Perkins. Did, is that who Tom Hanks hooked up with in Big? Oh, Elizabeth Perkins. Completely. That was a different movie. You don't want to see that movie. That was weird. Uh, Elizabeth Perkins and Tom Hanks, he he invites her over to the apartment and they sleep in bunk bed. Okay, but I get to be on top. Okay. Uh, Hilarious. Which, you know, we don't mind the bunk bed thing. It was fun. The only thing it cut into is that uh, usually on vacation, the missus and I have a running joke. Well, it's not really a running joke. It's more like an ongoing threat. Or I I always say, uh, sometime in the middle of the night, I'm going to smother you with a pillow. That's how we say goodnight. And then, as a joke, every once in a while, because it takes me forever to fall asleep. It takes the missus two minutes to fall asleep. So I wait for her to fall asleep. And then, when she rolls, she'll roll over. And then, when she rolls towards me, I'll pick a pillow up because I'm wide awake and I'll put it right against her face as she's rolling. So I'm not really smothering her. But considering I threatened her with being smothered, she wakes right to fuck up. Whoa, no, 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 you're not catching me this time, pal. And I always act like she caught me in the middle deck, Like I, I have the pillow in both hands and I'm like over her face and she wakes up and I go, Ooh, you, you caught me? Oh, sorry. And we laugh and laugh at spousal murder. And, you know, because it's that's the fun games you play when you've been together this long. So, you know, the bunk beds were cool. And, of course, Evil Dennis, great host. We're only in his, his regular town for the day. We're leaving for their fancy vacation house the next day. So he says, "We I got to take you to two places. And I'm like, all right, Evil Dennis, lead the way. It's your world. I'm living in it. And he knows me, man. I've known him since I was a freshman in high school. We went to two places, the dispensary <laughs> and the world's biggest comic book store in the world of the world. In the history of world. I, look, I like weed. But this comic book store blew the weed thing away, man. I got my weed. But then we went to this comic book store. And it's the size of like a pro football stadium. And it's got nothing but comic books and figurines. You know how much I love figurines. Just like epic shit everywhere. I am i mean, full size, like models of like batman and lobo and all my heroes comic books out the ass and all these cool toys and i'm just like man i could live i want to live here if there's a way to combine the dispensary with a comic book store people out there i am spouting ideas left and right you need to do something you need to make the (laughs) toddler shape bomb and combine dispensaries and comic books with like a pizza joint and you will make a fortune because I didn't want to leave, and we we had to go eventually, because it was just Dennis and I, and everybody else is going to wonder where we ran off to, uh, so yeah, so that, I mean, you can't be, that's the kind of host Dennis is, he knows what you're into, and he helps you get the shit you need to get, the only thing is, and this has got nothing to do with him, it's not his fault, it's my fault, uh, you know, weed is legal in Colorado, weed is legal in Illinois, but you can't you can't bring weed from Illinois into Colorado on an airplane. They still frown about that, about that. And that's my next project. A toddler made of weed. <laughs> you got, you want bomb toddler or weed toddler? Ah, oh, Make them twins. Nobody's going to know. Nobody gives a shit about kids. So uh, I said, well, you know what I got to do? I'll find, cause I know I've seen them when I'm shopping at my own place. They're, they're dispensable vaping pens. They're all one unit. The battery's included with the cartridge that has the weed stuffs in it, the extract, the live extract. Most, you know, when you buy it regular, your battery is separate. From, you just buy it. You keep, the battery's yours. You just you keep buying replacement cartridges. Well, this is supposed to be disposable. It's all one unit. And I figured that'll be perfect. And theoretically, it would have. You know, the, the portion, the amount that it held would have lasted me the five days in theory. It was only when I got back to the house I looked at the stats. You got to look at your stats. And I saw that the THC content was way low. And I'm like, Ah, man. I wonder if this is going to do anything. And uh, I was right. <laughs> it hardly did anything, man. I didn't feel nothing. I didn't see unicorns. I didn't take my pants off inappropriately and in mixed company. The sure signs that the pot's working. <laughs> Dave, you've been smoking for an hour and you still have your pants on. What the hell's going on? Hey, man, this thing couldn't get a fly high, man. <laughs> that's from Cheech and Shaw. But that, that's just because I don't know. I didn't know. I, I mean, in retrospect, I should have brought my own battery, which I think is legal to transport, and just got a regular old you know, cartridge of what I normally get with that intense, heavy shit that just makes my face come off my skull bone. That's what I need. Because, again, that's not because I needed to party with my friends. I've been doing that since I was 14, weed-free. I literally needed it to go to sleep. Then I thought, you know, do you really want to be drugged when you smother your wife with a pillow? You don't want to be under the influence because they'll blame that shit on the weed. Oh, he didn't know what he was doing. He was high. No, I, I knew what I was doing. I made these plans and I was sober. Um, Just like in the cuckoo's nest, you know, you, you smother your buddy and then you jump out a window. That's a good thing to do. No, maybe, possibly. All right. So we, uh, uh. Next time I go, I'm get I'm gonna get good. Weed. I'm gonna get the good weed. And again, this is no reflection on on uh, on uh, my host. They were, you know, he did he did his thing. He brought me there. I I just I just bought the wrong shit. So I'm like I don't. And I'm like I could have been a dick, saying, hey, man. I need to go back. This shit ain't shit, man. He's gonna be like okay, Chong, take it easy. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I'm like fuck it. I'm just I'll, I'll be a real person. I'm gonna try my best. To be a real person this week and that's tough for me and not that you have to be a real person to be in the UN of evil half most of us are imaginary to begin with I mean you, know, you can't you couldn't have a screenwriter make up that goofy crew so we we're re- I was ready I'm like okay man we're here and the missus is so happy uh you know because we're gonna do the tourist thing and it's not just us going by Dennis and uh evil Dennis and Blondie it's our buddy the Doolzies Jim and Gwen Now, let me, I told you this before, man, when my wife and that Glenn get together, it's like a freaking, like I said, it's a Laverne and Shirley episode on acid. And the more I thought about it, it, their dynamic reminds me of something that I couldn't put, it was at the tip of my tongue and I couldn't figure out what it was because they cracked me up. They, the two of them together cracked me up. I mean, it's hilarious. And I finally realized what it was. Now, before I, you think I'm being like critical of my wife and my friend's wife, I'm not. This has nothing to do with physical appearance. It's nothing to. Do, it's about the personality dynamic. Have you ever seen the movie The Heat with Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy? If you've seen that movie, I happen to think, dude, I happen to think Melissa McCarthy is flipping hilarious. Ev, you know what she reminds me of? She's like the female version of Bill Murray. Those early Bill Murray movies like uh, Meatballs and Ghostbusters. It's almost like he didn't need a script. He just was him. And he, just the off-the-cuff shit he would say is so goddamn hilarious. The same thing for Melissa McCarthy. In in that movie Bridesmaid, Bridesmaids, I think it's plural. It's not about just one bridesmaid. Uh, she, everything that comes out of her mouth is flippin' hilarious. Okay, but if you've ever seen The Heat, you've got... You know, you've got the prim and proper and you've got, you know, that kind of like tough broad kind of thing happening. And it's kind of funny because like the characters in the movie, the, the miss, if the missus wasn't, all right, the missus is interrogating Rojas. She's going to sit down and be polite be by the book. And uh, Gwen's going to come in and throw a freaking phone book at the guy's head. <laughs> Ooh, that's how they are, man. And to see them like go shopping and do like girl shit is flipping hilarious. Right, so I know that's gonna be a, that's a source of entertainment right there. So I'm I'm with them. I'm with you fellers. But the other funny thing, right? It's not funny. It's just something I noticed. Normally, Evil Dennis and Blondie are they're like they do stuff. I know it's weird. <laughs> Come on, they only been married what ten years, right? They still do stuff. Like they go on bike rides. They go. I, I don't mean like just around the corner. You know, come on, knock on our door. No, it's, I'm talking like mountain shit up hills and where you wear the funny clothes, you gotta wear the <laughs> shirts that have a million different things on them, helmets. Dude, if you're wearing a helmet, you, you're serious. That's the way I looked at it. I mean, they do shit. Biking, hiking, zip lining, riding rafts, pole vaulting. I mean, they do everything. They're adventurers, travelers, going to countries. Going to exotic places, eating weird meat. I mean, they they got a thing going. So whenever we come, or it's just the Mrs. and I, uh, they got to be like, oh man, those old farts are coming. I guess we're going to sit around and watch TV. You're damn right we are, because it ain't just us this time. It's the Doolzies. And they're just like us. They don't want to do shit. We want to sit around and make fun of people. Just like the old days. But the truth, uh, the truth is, man. They're fant- uh, the uh, evil dentists are fantastic hosts. It's all this stuff is me, man. i have sick. They look at us and I go, okay. Uh, so you you got your weed? You're o- you okay, Max? You all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Shut up. Leave me alone. Okay, we're 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 gonna eat later. Okay, fine, whatever. I said, I said, man, I don't. He's like, hey, anything you guys want to do, just let us know. We'll make arrangements. And I'm thinking, like in his head, d- do does he think we're gonna say, hey, let's go to a trampoline bar? <laughs> hey, let's let's go out and ride stuff. No, ain't nobody got time for that. I just have one question, Dennis. I I need to lay down. Which bunk bed is mine? Part of it, part of it, it's not just me, it's not just me being a dick, you know, yes, I'm a misanthrope, but, but I put that, I try to do my best, put that shit aside when I'm with people that I care about, and that's my friends, I said, I don't want to be that, I don't want to be the, high. look, I know I'm high maintenance, but I don't want to be high maintenance when I'm in mixed company, I just want to go with the flow, just like I did on the baseball trip, I got to learn to just keep my shit down. But one of the, one of the problems I have is I do got look I got I got the diabetes, I got the diabetes, and it's I it shits under control, right? Because my weight's down, everything's cool, everything's manageable. I can eat. I don't have to take insulin. I can eat some sweets now and then. But I have noticed that Mrs. <laughs> has been buying me more sweets. It's a, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna smother her with a pillow. She's going to have a corollary plan to slowly have me eating more and more sugar until I fall asleep and don't wake up. But one of the things I do suffer from is pain in my legs, my lower legs. I get very achy and breaky in my dank steppers, in my gams. Is it really cool to call a guy's legs? No, that sounds stupid. Only a girl can have gams. Oh, man, gams are cool. All right, so if I'm on my feet too long, and it's not just that, because I've noticed, you know, when I go golfing, I'm a I'm granted I'm riding a cart, I'm not walking eighteen holes, you know, I don't get sore in the legs. And again, maybe it's the short span of being on my feet or walking. I don't mind walking, you know, from one shitty shot to another, you know, but for some reason if I'm on a different like if I'm on a hard surface like concrete or earth, <laughs> what other things can you walk on? Um, my legs start to ache. And the idea of, uh, I, I'm like, you know, I know I know Evil Dennis is like, hey, you guys want to go hiking? I go, shit, no. <laughs> I'll walk from a car to a, a viewing stand or a, a, a rail to look out at some shit, but I ain't climbing nothing. I ain't hiking nothing. I don't need special shoes. I don't want to have a walking stick. Unless I can carry a, a pimp stick, like a pimp staff, like a scepter. I got to ease into this leg thing, man. So they kind of know. I mean, you know? I was like, yeah. and then I don't think Jimmy wants to walk, and that's got nothing to do with he don't have no diabetes. He just don't want to go nowhere. I'm like, I'm with you, Jim. Let's lay back and let's set up our own alliance. But to their credit, because they're good hosts, the evil dentists said, "All right, let's go. We're gonna go. You know, drive up a mountain instead of bike up a mountain, or climb up a mountain, or <laughs> segue up a mountain, or tricycle up a no." Car, car, good, car, good. So we we went we went on these adventures, excursions, if you will. They took us to these uh you know viewing these viewing areas on these big mountains. You go up like eleven hundred thousand feet, and then you you get dizzy and you look out at shit. I'm like, man, I want to do that. That sounds cool. I love it. I love doing that. You know, again, I'm not a hiking guy. I'm not a you know mountain climbing bike dude. I just I still like beauty. I like beauty of the earth, you know, but this, that's the stuff you do. But then again, you know, if you're, if you're not an adventurer type who bikes a thousand miles or rides a skateboard up and down these hills or does whatever, what do you, what do you, what else are six people supposed to do at home when they don't go anywhere? And the missus said, Hey, you know what I'll do? I'll send the, I'll send the evil Dennis's, a a, a board game that my family loves her family, not mine. Uh, It's a a board game I don't know if you spell the board B-O-R-E-D Or B-O-R Whatever You know what I'm saying I don't care All right, look It's not for me Max don't board game But Again, it's not that I'm a Look, again It's one of the things That makes me a weirdo I played games When I was a kid With my family You know, we'd play uh, uh, Sorry And Yahtzee And my mom would always Play Tripoli With her sisters And then, you know Rummy card games All that different shit you know, I played all that sh- I just, I'm not a board game guy. I just, it's like, I don't, give, I don't care. I'm like, I'm like Jim Carrey in Dumb and Dumber when he's at the bar and he was waiting for Mary and it's obviously she stood him up, but he doesn't know. Meanwhile, that girl sits next to him and is obviously flirting with him, telling him a story and he just goes, I don't
0: care.
1: I'm like, I don't care. It's a game called Mexican Train. Or in my house, it's called called uh, Train. Now, look, I've been I've been Mexican almost my whole life. I don't know where the frick this game came from. What it's got to do with Mexicans. Because I played it and it had nothing to do with Mexicans. It had something to do with trains. But it's a dumbass game. I'm sorry I said that. Because like I said, it's a smack in the face of my host. Now, it wasn't my host's fault. It was my wife's fault for sending him a stupid game called Mexican Train. I don't, mechs don't board game, man. Now, what happens when you force uh, a misfit, <laughs> asshole, smartass, <sighs> to conform to group activities? I I have to, I have to again, I'm, I, I think I might be, I really do wonder if I am on the spectrum, man. Because I can't just sit there and wait for my turn. All right. If you don't know what Mexican Train is, it's very similar. Uh, again, I don't know what other games are because I don't really play any games. But you play them with tiles that are very similar to domino tiles. So what am I gonna? What do I want to say every time I? It's my turn. Because in Mexican Train, when it's your turn, you're supposed to lay your tile down and play it. You play your tiles. Every time I did, I slapped my shit on the table and went, "Domino motherfuckers." Domino motherfuckers every time. Which gets old real fast in a company of white people. They don't like that. But not, I don't know what else to do. It's just a game where you match... Uh, something about you If You match your tile up to another tile and then you... I don't know what's... Got, that's, what does is, what is domino tiles have to do with trains? Nothing. The only thing that had anything to do with a train is your playing piece is a little train. But it doesn't go anywhere. It just sits there. It doesn't do a trick or nothing, you know? Some bullshit. So I got bored. So it came every time it came to my turn. I'm like, I'm built. I took my tiles and I made a replica of Stonehenge. It's just like those little T formations with the tiles. I'm building Stonehenge. Blondie wants to hit me with a wine glass because I'm not paying attention. I'm like, dude, I, I said it earlier about being. Jim, I was, I was Jim Carrey and at the bar, I had my head down, and it's like, okay, next your turn. I don't care. This train's not going anywhere. There's no tracks. There's no chance of derailment and mass casualties. It's just it, I might as well just. It, it's basically dominoes, domino motherfucker. That's how I roll. But all right, in all honesty, it was kind of fun. I mean, it was fu- anything you do with your boys is fun. It's just I. I kept telling the missus, I ain't playing that dumb. I ain't play because she plays it with her mom. She plays it with her mom and stepdad. She's played it with her dad and her, her stepmom. The kids have played it. I've never come near Mexican train because I think that shit's racist. <laughs> no, I don't. So I mean that that's really what it was. And the good the good thing all right the good part of part about the stay is that. Again, I have I have mixed emotions about this. On one hand, I'm glad I didn't have to do dumb shit. And on the other hand, I'm sorry that I'm such a burden that people know Max ain't gonna want to do that. Oh no, 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 Max is not gonna want to do. It. Who gives a shit about Max? Who gives a shit about Max? You know. But I did learn some things. You know, I found out this is I don't you I don't know if you know this or not. This is just a weird thing I learned. It has nothing to do with being in Colorado. Well, I guess technically it does because uh, when we were there is also when uh, the Denver Nuggets were in the NBA Finals. Now, I don't watch basketball, but apparently they have never won or something. I don't know about that shit. I'm a hockey guy. And that co- that goes to show you how chill I was. The NHL playoffs were, I didn't even watch them. I don't care. I'm with my boys. I don't need to watch. Plus, I didn't want to watch it because I know we were going to end up watching it at a sports bar, and I freaking hate sports bars. But Dennis is cool. Hey, man, we'll come back you know, from dinner. We'll sit down and watch the game. I go, dude, you are not doing any of this for me i don't care but because the uh, nuggets were in the playoffs somehow we got on the subject of their mascot i don't know what their mascot is it's got a nuggy I don't, it's all, isn't it always derivative of the team name <laughs> you know i don't know what his name is i'm calling him nuggy you know denver nuggets it's nuggy i think he's a bear i don't a cougar i don't know what he is to me the only mascot worth mentioning in the world is Gritty from the Flyers. That that guy is amazing. I want to be in a band with Gritty. I don't even know if Gritty plays an instrument. He doesn't have to. I just want to hang with the dude. Anyway, so I don't know if we were talking about mascots. Well, if you're a sports fan, you know the the Nuggets won. So Dennis and I are sitting there, and he goes, "Hey, I want you to take a wild. Just guess how much do you think Nuggie? Again, I could look up his real name, but I don't give a shit. He's saying the mascot for the Nuggets. How much do you think he makes a year? And I'm like. That's something I've never thought about, but <laughs> that's why we're friends. You're just as weird as I am. I go, you goes, no, just spit, say anything. I'll tell you if you're higher or lower. So I said, all right, a mascot's got to make it. He's got to make a living wage. I mean, granted, he's walking around in fake, you know, bare feet and oversized gym shoes. 70 grand, right? Maybe 70, 80 grand, maybe. what? Who am I to do? Look, make your money, mascot. It's sweaty in those suits, man, wearing a gigantic, you know, lion head or wherever town you're from or some, or, you, or you're one of those poor people that, that goes to a school or a college or a sports team that has a sucky mascot. You got to w- walk around dressed like an okra or something. Like, a, I saw one, once we were watching the NCAA college basketball tournament, and there, I don't even remember what team it was. It might have been the San Francisco Dons. Now, I think San Francisco dons. I'm thinking, you know, I want to see Barzini and Tataglia and Cuneo and all those dudes. No, I think it was more like a, a monk. <laughs> when your mascot's a monk, I mean, come on. That's lame. So anyway, so I'm guessing. I'm like, all right, 80 grand. 80 grand. He was higher. Higher? They make more than? I go, come on, Dennis. He goes, no. I go, he goes, Blondie was reading an article and told me, and I'm I'm reacting the same way you, you are right now. I couldn't believe it. I'm like. All right, what's a ridiculous amount of salary for a guy that <laughs> runs around and falls downstairs and takes pictures with people? Uh 120 grand a year. Nope. I go, What? I go, You're kidding me. Is it higher than that? He goes, Yeah. I go, Dennis, this is me. I go, this is this can't be right. It's gotta be a typo where they put the decimal in the wrong spot. He really only makes like, you know, <laughs> he makes a hundred he makes twelve hundred dollars a year. I think that's what they paid the Chicago Bear mascot in the 70s. It was his old ratty mangy bear costume. I think it already had mites in it. It came pre-mited. And he's like higher. And I'm like, Dennis, I he goes, six hundred thousand dollars a year. Nuggie makes that much money. He's he said he's the highest paid. Oh, I assume he's the highest paid. So you know, I'm calling b- bullshit. Not, I, I mean, look, it's not my nature to doubt, doubt Blondie because Blondie's smart as shit. She knows everything. Between if her and the missus ever joined forces, man, you guys, we, we'd be living in a, we'd be living in a crazy ass world. Um. So I look up, I look it up as he's saying it. I look it up on my phone, and God damn it, if he wasn't right, Nuggie makes six hundred grand a year. He's the top paid mascot, and I'm like, that's. That I, cause I'm trying to rationalize it. I go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I guess if you count in, uh, I'm thinking there's no way you pay somebody 600 grand to just be a guy who walks around and takes pictures. It's for personal appearances are included, right? Like when he goes to a children's hospital, which is awesome when they do that or anytime those things appear in public, they, I'm sure they get paid or the, or the organization gets paid, but is it really 600 grand? <laughs> And I looked at the list. There's like seven or eight other mascots. I don't know if they're all NBA or some of them are or football, whatever. Hockey, not definitely not. I don't think Gritty's pulling down half a million. I think Gritty gets paid in bananas or some shit. <laughs> and sure enough, like there's other. And the thing is, you'd think, all right, well. If they're big market towns like, uh, you know, New York or L.A. or Chicago even, Benny the Bull from the Chicago Bulls is in the top five, six figures. I'm like, what? When, since when (laughs) does a mascot pull that kind of cash? I said, I got to call Val, man. (laughs) I I said, son, drop out right now and get you some big furry gym shoes. I got an idea.
0: Uh, David what uh, 24 uh, at gmail That's where I am DavidMex24 at gmail.com I'd like to hear
1: from you. Yeah oh. Yeah
0: Hey y'all this is the Flamcat himself digging got tell you motherfuckers about some cool shit that's going on. I want y'all to go to David Max Hernandez at Instagram. Yeah, he's over there doing all kinds of cool shit. Actually, it's the same shit he's doing on Facebook, but over on Instagram more people want to collab on his face. They want to do collabs with his face. Stuff, man, which is kind of freaky when you think about it. So, listen to your boy Flamcat. Do the right thing, get over there. And while you're at it, tell your boys about the Cat and your girls. But be careful about telling your girls about the Cat, because uh, I might just run off with them. <laughs> i just play with you.
1: Yeah, Derek.
0: Oh, I know.
1: Haven't heard from him in a while. I, sometimes I forget he he pays attention to, this, to some of this shit. So I gotta give him his props. Uh, yeah. So um, now that mascot thing's pretty funny. But uh check this out. I had a. I don't know if it's technically... Look, I always give credit where credit is due, and it was something the missus said that triggered this whole idea. So technically, I guess it's her idea. I give her credit for it because it's flipping demented and sick and hilarious. All right, me, me, the missus, and Gwen, Doolzy. We like, I, I like to go with them shopping. I told you this before, in Vegas, sometimes I'd rather go with them shopping than hang out with the guys watching football because when I go out with the heat... There's, there's likely somebody's going to get their head put through a window or they're going to get makeup with it's Like they'll get makeup, but then they will be in a bar fight and you never know what's going to happen. So I go with them. So we're, we're in uh fancy, we're in the fancy vacation home of the evil Dennis's and we, 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 they have a main street, you know, like most, most nice homey uh, vacation places have a main street. where you can walk up and down, get ice cream and go get uh, souvenirs that have the name of the town you're you're in and just, you know, touristy shit. We I like that shit, right? Plus, you know, in Colorado, they got all kinds of, I'm into that kind of stuff like buffaloes. I like buffaloes and wolves. And they got all that kind of shit, Bigfoot's, you know, or big feet, however you want to say it. And um we were in a store and uh we were looking around and looking around and, and I was going to get something, but I just never I I, I was again because I'm a dick. My legs hurt. So I sat down in the husband recliner chair that they had in the store and I never pulled the trigger on it. It was only when I got back, I go, Oh man, I wanted to get, I wanted to get something for uh maxi park, sh- my maxi park shelves, like a little figurine." So the missus and uh, Gwen were going back the next day to, and I said, look, I, I'm saying I'm not walking with you because my foots is, my foots is all swolt." Like the guy in big T- trouble in Little China when his foot has got sw- sw- swollen and exploded. That's how my legs felt. I go, look, you guys, do. I said, do me a favor. In that store where we were at, where they had the big recliner chair that I almost fell asleep in, there's a shelf that has little figurines, wood carved aminals or animals. Sorry. Um, I said, find me a bison. I I freaking love bison or buffalo. If you'd rather call them buffalo, I prefer bison. I love bison. The American bison's just a kick-ass animal. It's like my favorite animal, and I want a little figurine to put on Mexi Park shelves. So she's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." So they they get back, and of course, the Mrs. found it. You know, I, it was right where I told her it was because I pay attention. And uh, somehow we were talking about. Oh, I said, I said, you know, I knew it. Sh- I knew where the shelf was. I go, it's in the shelf, and I go, actually, above the shelf, the next shelf off it, up, if I remember correctly, are more figurines but they're bigger they're more like you know you can get a bust of like a wolf a majestic wolf but it's it's a little bit more money and i wasn't sure so i said if there's a cool looking buffalo head and it's not too expensive get that instead of the little figurine well apparently they were really expensive so we got on the subject of these these carved you you must see them they're total tourist things like anytime you're in a, a place that has like bears and wolves and mountains and shit you get like a bear head bust and it's like a freestanding or a little scene where there's a wolf and a wolf cub perched on a mountain majestically. <laughs> I said, well, did they have anything like that? And the missus said, yeah, they had, she was trying to shine me on and get, she didn't want to talk to me cause she's, she's with the heat. They got their own, she don't want anything to do with me when it's time to hang out with the heat. You know, so she's like yeah i go check they weren't they weren't that expensive they were too expensive she's basically saying be happy with what i got you you asshole it's a little wooden buffalo that shit that other carved scenario shit is too expensive go away she just goes yeah all they had was a was two big bears chasing a blonde woman (laughs) all right i thought that shit was hilarious because, I again, on me, I picture, two, I, I picture those carved things of two, you know, bears, a little, a little scene on an on a elevated little stand. You know, those little cute things they put in those stores, those gift stores. They all have them. So here's these two bears, and then there's this running blonde woman. I don't know why she was blonde. So then I expand on it. I go, well, wait a minute. They only make it for blonde, blonde women? And I start, of course, again, uh, I'm always victim to saying the funny shit and not getting credit for it. Like I said before, when I, you know, a long time ago, I was always under my breath, Max. Now, because of this podcast, the shit comes out out loud. But I would always say the thing and somebody else would repeat it and I'd get the huge laugh. And was like, oh, yeah, you're so funny. I said that shit. This is the opposite. The missus had the premise of the scenario where two bears are chasing a blonde woman. And I'm like, I went, I said, well, yeah, you you know, those are hard to get. There's more, actually, there's more brunette statues. Apparently, the blondes go really quick but they do make different. And so I'm, I'm elaborating. So now I've taken this premise and I'm running with it. And then, you know, it's the Mrs. Deal. I give her credit, but I, of course I had to take it to a different level. I go, actually, uh, that's a, that's an idea that we should implement. We could open up a store. I'll do the, look, I, I'm an artist, man. I could carve. If I applied myself to wood carving, I bet you I could make some shit. I go, I'll start carving these scenarios just bizarre wildlife scenarios of of animals that are indigenous to our area, and we'll call the store f by Nature," and you all it is is like the same animals but in different scenarios. So, so, instead of like an eagle, you know they always have that eagle with its wings spread and it's usually on a branch. It's like a little statue you can get if say if you're up in the North Pacific Northwest or whatever. Uh, I said, imagine one of those wings spread eagles, but in its talons is a toddler just hanging there all, like, ah.
0: and I said, oh, of course.
1: Yeah, yeah, the missus has a funny, the
0: missus had a funny concept.
1: But don't you know, you're playing with the big boys. I'm going to take that shit, and I'm going to pimp it out. Now I've got an eagle carrying a toddler. I said, would it be so bad to, if I carved a big-ass, like, gray timber wolf Holding a human foot in its mouth, and there's blood and shit. So then I couldn't stop thinking of animals and all the goofy, like a like a bear carrying around a severed head. You know, just like just ridiculous stuff. And then, of course, we expanded on the two bears chasing the blonde women. We take the we have different ones. It's not a blonde woman; it's a kid, or it's a it's an it's a grandpa. I mean, that would be really funny. Or like a bass. You know how those bass, they have those statues of a bass coming out of the water with its big like a big mouth open, and then inside of it is like an elderly guy, like this bass is
0: 30 feet
1: long and just decided to pick up grandpa when he was fishing. F by nature. I would, dude, if that was a real thing and I saw it, you, you don't think I would spend a hundred dollars on a figurine of an eagle carrying a bloody toddler? That would be genius. <laughs> I say these things and I realize I'm an asshole. I know. I know. Yeah. I'm, we get along. I make fr- I may, hopefully I make you laugh every week. I hope I make somebody laugh every week and we some of you have been very 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 supportive and encouraging and complimentary and I appreciate it, but it doesn't deter from the fact I'm a colossal asshole. I am so high maintenance because of all this, again, I don't, I'm not defending it. I, I, I didn't ask to have such crippling social anxiety. I didn't ask to be, uh, you know, let's face it. I take a lot of meds for, for very specific reasons <laughs> and it's working so far. Cause I have yet to smother my wife with a pillow. Um, but it does make, now because I'm trying, and I truly am trying to be, to do to be right. That's in all seriousness. I recognize I'm self-aware. I know where my flaws are. I know where my triggers are. I know the trigger is such a, a an overused word these days, but there is really really no other word to describe it. You know, I'm aware of it. I have what I have coping mechanisms that I've learned. You know and I was proud of myself because I made it through not, not has nothing to do with my the company. I would spend all year living with those guys, the, 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 the evil Dennis's and the dualsies. I, you could put us anywhere. It doesn't have to be Colorado. Could You know, it could be Delaware. I don't care. We'll, we'll hang out. It'd still be fun. It's got nothing to do with the people. It's me and having to navigate adult real shit. And it's, it's, a, it's an effort. And the thing is, is like, that's the problem to most people it's like dude what's the big deal you sit down and you go eat dinner no no i i can't sit here i gotta sit over there i prefer to that's the thing i prefer to sit down there over there i'm not gonna make somebody move i'm not gonna flip out like and have a rain man attack or start bumping myself in the head i don't have to do anything if if i had my own if i was in control of the world and i had my own way i would prefer to do this this way but I can I can be normal. I really can. I tr- I've been doing a really good job of it, especially with the missus and her her success in her career. I I got a plus one vibe. That I got a plus one personality that I'm pretty I'm good with. You know, sure I get kicked out of culinary institutes, but I also am not fighting with my other uh, plus ones over you know who's the best center fielder of all time. It's really amazing. Um, so it's like I can I can do it. I can do it. But it's only. When I look back and go, man, what? Why didn't you just play Mexican Train without being such a dick? And then, like I said, devil and, and angel, because devil go, because you fucking hate shit like that. And that angel's saying, shut up. That's all he's got because he really, you can't argue with the devil. Um. So I was kind of like at the end of the trip. I'm like, yeah, man, I did it. I got through here. I didn't, I didn't, I hope I didn't make a fool of myself. I hope I didn't offend anybody with a joke that went too far or something I thought was funny that no, nobody else did. I, you know, I'm, I'm constantly, uh, proud of my personality and ashamed of it at the same time, which is weird. Uh, but I made it and you know, the weed didn't did enough of a chill job, it did knock me out like my weed, you know, <laughs> my ultra weed. Regular Colorado guy, a weed got me in a place where I was like, "Yeah, man, it's cool. We can just hang out and I'll play, I'll play your Mexican dumb game. I don't care. Trains, planes, automobiles, I don't give a shit." So we're leaving. It's time to come home. Vacation's over. We're like, "Oh fuck, man, I want to stay here. This place kicks ass." And it does. It totally. This place totally kicked ass. The vacation home. It was like, look, I thought the Evil Dennis's normal lair was cool. This one's cooler than that. No bunk beds, but then again, hey, there's always next year. Um, So we're leaving. So now, of course, the, the doolsies and us have very similar flight departure time. So we, we take the rental car back together. We go to the gate. We go through everything. And it's almost like God said, all right, you're going to enjoy yourself. I'm not going to put any triggers in your path. You're going to get along with the, your lifelong friends. And spend time with people you you love spending time with because they crack you up. Um, but the p- the payment is on your way home, every trigger you've ever thought of is gonna happen to you in a span of four to five hours. And I'm like, fuck. God damn. Because all right. My traveling is very taken care of because the missus knows what a complete psycho I was. She doesn't want to travel with the guy that went to Disney World back when the kids were little and flipped out and all that crazy shit. I'm mitigated. I'm doing, she sees I'm doing my best. I'm trying. So she helps me out. She, she meets me halfway. She makes sure we're always in the first boarding group at Southwest group a, so I can sit where I want. Cause I, I really rather sit in that seat than anywhere else in the plane she knows that and she's seen me sacrifice and not sit there and then get kicked in the back by jeffrey you know so so she's she always makes an effort to do that she you know she's the one that got us tsa pre-check she's the, i didn't know half i'm a child you know that day we the four of us went to get passports so the whole HernandI. it's a while ago the kids were little and everything because we, we were going places we we're doing we're going to be doing things I remember just being like another. I sat there with the two kids where the missus filled out all the forms and talked to the people. And it's like, they must have thought I didn't speak English. Which is one of the conveniences of being in, a, in an interracial marriage and her being the white person and me being the person of color. I get out of a lot of shit by just pretending I don't know what the fuck you're saying. They don't know, say, fool. Uh, I gotta go, homie. <laughs> I gotta go record this app. <laughs> So I'm like, uh, okay, I know I'm, I know I'm high maintenance, but we're gonna get through this. And then I got, I had one. Tr- it was like a an M16 worth of triggering. All right, this is this is just. I'm gonna list you the topics that that put me in probably the worst mood I've I've been in since I can't even remember. Loud people on their cell phones. I don't get it. There was a late look. All right, ladies. Maybe I'm wrong on this. You tell me, you know, I think I'm fairly familiar with ladylike behavior and what I, what is considered ladylike behavior and what is, isn't. Um, But what, what's your ladies, what is your stance on women putting their makeup on in a, in a public place like the airport or on the bus? I'm not talking about just looking at their lipstick in the mirror and maybe they wipe it off. I'm talking like, you know, trying to do their, that goofy shit where they put like a hula grass skirt, hula lady sized false eyelash on their head thinks it looks regular. You know, doing that thing where they got their eye open and they're doing their lashes or whatever. And they got their eye. Sit, sit by these people. I want to punch them in the face. That's kind of my response to everything lately. I want to punch him in the face. <laughs> I mean, but I just, I mean, I can say, all right. So the, plus she was just all slobby. It, it wasn't, uh, I got to be careful. Here. <laughs> <laughs> old Mex was going to say it, she could have put all the makeup she wanted. It wasn't going to help. But old New Mex doesn't say that. Cause that's not, that's not, I don't want to get canceled. Right. That's the fear. Right. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, airports. Uh, Trigger, trigger, trigger. The airports that don't have their shit connected. We got to take a shuttle from (laughs) the plane to the gate. Then you have to shuttle to the bathroom. Then you have to take a monorail to the baggage claim. And then then another one back to the rental car. (sighs) A freaking Steve Martin in plane. You're messing with the wrong guy. Somebody gobble, gobble me, gobble me. I'm punch him in the nose. Like I said, we got TSA pre check. It doesn't matter. The line's still just as long. I don't understand it. Then we get to the gate to come home. And I'm like, finally, finally, I'm sitting. I've got one more sit to do. I sit at the gate and then I got all I have left. Well, I actually have two sits left. I got the plane ride itself and then the Uber ride home. So I'm down to my third sit. I'm I'm starting to come out because everything I just named happened. You know, loud guy on the phone, fat lady makeup application, airports with no, sh- every shuttle everywhere, rental car bullshit. Uh, you're messing with the wrong guy. The TSA line was like so goddamn. And then I see this little girl. She couldn't have been more than two or three. And my face lit up. Because, I mean, the only thing to get me out of that mood are little stumpy kids. It just is. They, it's You cannot be in a bad mood around the stumpy kids unless they're shitty, too. I, I don't even want to get into that. So I see this little girl, and she's crying. And she wasn't that bratty, you know, crying. It was crying, and 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 the at the gate, the gate at the time we got there wasn't that crowded. I was thinking, all right, maybe it's a light flight. We're like the only few people there. And I turned my head, and the mom, just big fat stupid mom head, she's on her phone. She's not paying attention to this kid at all. Now, again. That could be a broad description. Maybe she's talking. Maybe it's something serious. Maybe there's a family. Emer- maybe it's something important. No, you could just hear her. She's like, oh. so then Brenda comes over, and I'm like, uh, and then I'm like, this kid needs needs you. What the fuck is wrong with you? So the kid calms herself down. I mean, I said to the missus, this kid is either going to be a mass murderer or somebody that is so self. Motivated and independent, they become president and they're just they're self-sufficient because that's how they were raised. But I hate seeing that shit. She wouldn't the Mama Lady wouldn't get off the phone. Mama June. And then the time she does does get up is because the little girl what come on man. It's a little girl. What what it's a little kid? What what how do their minds work? I need attention. And yes, what you need you do need attention. How am I gonna get the attention? Well, the crying is obviously not working. I'm going to start being a dickhole. So the little girl's like running around now. She's getting up and running. And now the mom's got to go get her. So I'm like, finally, this mom's going to. Because I got nothing else to do. I'm sitting in the gate. Me and the missus wait for a goddamn airplane to come get us. I'm watching this dynamic unfold. And the lady gets up and sighs. And I'm like, finally, she realizes she's got a two-year-old girl she's supposed to be taking care of. And the girl's halfway down to the other gate and the mom is big fat mom's running down at doesn't get off the still doesn't get off the phone. Drags the kid. Now you know <laughs> if it wasn't in public, he would have hit her with something. Oh my God. Dragging the kid back. I don't want you running down away from me. You stay, you know, and I hear her cussing at quiet. She thinks she's quiet. Phone's still tucked in the crook of her neck. And now the missus, and, and uh, I say it because I'm here, but trust me, everything I've just said, if the missus had the capability, she'd agree with me and would have said "said my, oh, well, she hates that shit. And I do too. That's what I'm saying. We're on the same page. And I'm like, this lady, your kid, the reason your kid is misbehaving is because you won't pay attention to her. And I'm not talking about, you know, overdoing it. Again, there's always a balance, you know? Anytime you see kids running away from their parents, I'm not saying all kids, but generally it's acting out because they need something. Now, whether now maybe they're just shitty and you're the best parent in the world and you just have a challenging kid, but most of the time it's because they, they're not getting what they need from you. And I, I mean, you just... Look, I'm like, I wanted to... There's a lot of things I would have punched this week and left to my own devices, but the number one, Sockaruni, was going to Bigfoot. And a telephone goddamn snotty ass kid and of course they're on our flight so i know god this is why i sit in the back of the plane because if i have to sit in front of crying ignored kid and big fat lady on a phone so- somebody's gonna get choked out man i might choke the fat lady with her own kid but by that time i was like i don't i don't care i got my headphones that's her problem who cares it's just another shitty kid in the world when you can totally see the source of why so i on the plane, and I'm like, thought was like, two more sit, sits, this one I'm currently on, and then the Uber on the way home. Because uh, in Chicago, we have two big airports. We have O'Hare, and we've got Midway. We prefer Midway. It's, 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 uh, it's actually a little closer to us, and it's way less congested than O'Hare. O'Hare is awful. Midway, I actually can tolerate. I don't mind Midway at all. And we're so familiar with it because that's usually where we've been flying to see Val. And we've been increasing our travel since he went to college. We know the layout. We just know the layout. We know it's, it's cool. Everything's cool. So when we land, we, flight's uneventful flight. Everything's cool. We land. All I got to do is get our bag from the baggage claim and get Uber, go home. I can come home and eat Chicago food again. Go out and get, get some tacos or a beef sandwich, something. I can't handle it. We, we land, they tell us what baggage bin to go to. You know, the, they tell you what, where your bag's coming in. They give you carousel one, carousel two. We're supposed to go to carousel seven or some shit. So everybody gets out the plane, walking chair, and we get down to where baggage claim is and you know, all the carousels. And there is a freaking crowd. It was like the end of Stripes, man. It was nothing but people with American flags. And I'm like, a surprise party. Whose idea was this? Forget it. We're all coming back to my place. Here, hold this, Senator. It was this. It's like a big. I'm like, what the fuck? Was Schwarzkopf on a flight? I thought he died. <laughs> and then, as I come down, we're coming down the escalator to get down to the floor that has badge claim and the carousels. You see hundreds and hundreds of people are gathered, and there's a brass band. <laughs> it was the end of stripes. Except except we're missing the Hulkaburgers. Um, So I'm like, oh, what is this bullshit? I swear to God, that's my first thought. Not like, red, white, and blue flags. I love my country. I'm so proud to be here right now. I I was like, oh, fuck, what is this shit? Don't say it. But, dude, you know, even the flight, the two-hour flight of uneventful shit, I still was seething about all the triggers that had happened since I left Fancy Evil Dennis Land. I said I should have stayed in Fancy Evil Dennis Land. I was way happier. Everybody there tolerates me. Sometimes they're even nice. I said I fucking hate the outside places. So even with the, the time on the flight, I was still amped up. So I'm like, all right, just be cool. My whole thing is be cool. Well, dude, on the outside, I'm always cool. But in the inside, it's bad. And the goal here is not I'm telling you, the, the real goal isn't control what's bothering you. The, the the only thing I can cling to is don't lash out at the missus. Or it could have been anybody. Um don't lash out at the person you're with. Right. Realize what's happening. And I did. And I guy was cool, but I was still fucking God damn it, get me out of this fucking parade. There was some going away thing. I don't know if it was them. Le- no, they must have been arriving. Some flight was going to arrive and it was going to be like, I don't know if it was veterans. Again, I don't know. And it doesn't matter because obviously I wasn't in my right mind. There's nothing to do with the, the, the event. I'm not taking some anti-parade stance. I'm just saying I was jacked up. So I, I, I'm furious because now, all right, big deal. There's a parade. At the, for some reason, there's like 200 people crammed in the corner of the baggage claim, cheering a bunch of guys with those goofy hats. I'm just like, whatever, man. We're going to carousel two or seven. That's where our shit's coming in. So we're waiting. We're waiting. We're waiting. The Bullshit's still going on in the background, but it's all the way at the other end. And then it comes up. Announcement comes up. You know, flight from Colorado, uh, your baggage claim uh, carousel has been moved from seven to two. And I'm like, all right, so everybody does the mad dash, like people at the watching golf when they have to go to another day. All, everybody takes off, but they're not really running. And we get down to where they say we're supposed to go, and it's right in the middle of the goddamn parade. Nobody can get to the go- the, the carousel. You can't access the carousel. These whoever whoever planned this thing either didn't accommodate for the fact that there was going to be that many people or the fact that they're putting it in a place where people need to move around and walk they're surrounded there's no way anybody could get to the carousel so that takes another 10-15 minutes and now my fucking head is gigantic and red and weird lines are coming out of my forehead (laughs) if I had a tail (laughs) it would be up oh no Max's tail, it's up better leave him alone so fi- finally they figure out what an asshole move this was. And the correction, uh, flight from <laughs> Denver or wherever, Colorado, your baggage uh, claim carousel is now moved to five. So they, they realize they moved it from, I don't even know why they moved it. What, but they moved it from a perfectly fine carousel to one in the middle of like Lollapalooza. And then they have moved it somewhere in the middle. So we get our shit, we get our shit. And we're out the door, finally. Again, nice, but I was so still mad at that parade. Now, in we're in the Uber, and I "They told Kristen, I go, um, I was hoping that there would be press coverage, and I wanted a reporter or somebody to come up to interview me so I could tell them that I didn't know what the purpose was of this parade, that I was under the assumption that it was the arrival of the uh, every veteran from every war who actually shit themselves in combat. <laughs> It's a celebration of them. And I said I wanted to do it with a straight face and then it goes on the news and everybody'll <laughs> say, Oh man, that, that guy must have been in Colorado.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: Oh no. Don't slice, slice David. Don't worry. It's funny.
0: I think. All
1: right. Now I, so I get home Wednesday night, I make it through all the bullshit, and I'm like, I'm s i am like i am I had this moment, I had this moment of Again, I know what depression is. this wasn't depression. I was really down. I was down because everything was so cool, and I thought i you know I got through something and not that going to see my i don't you know what I mean it's not the the it's got nothing to do with people. it's the fact that I had to go through in my mind all this torture to get to the good thing um so I was feeling really sad like oh, man, I'm bummed out and I went to bed i you know I'm like Bleh. but Thursday the next day i I'm golfing with my family. And I, you know, I came to the realization. I mentioned this briefly. I have gotten so much closer to my uncles, my cousins, and just just have been having a flipping ball as much. I don't, it's different, but as much as I am with the UN of evil. Like I said, when I'm with the UN of evil, I am myself. I am the true version of myself. I'm not hung up on, uh, you know, the the social anxiety and all that. I mean I let go. It's the only time I'm comfortable is around the UN of evil. And it used to be my family. Well now I'm back to doing both. And it was like I was so down on Wednesday and then Thursday I, <laughs> I had so much goddamn fun. There was only six of us. Again, trust me, this isn't golf shit. It's just, this is just funny shit that happened at a golf course. So there was only six of us. So uh me. My my godson Mike, who got to come golfing because his his uh, his girlfriend uh, had the baby. Actually, they had the baby today on Friday, but last week they were scheduled to go on the Thursday to get induced. It plans all changed, so it was okay for my godson to be there. So Mike was there, and congratulations, because I got a new little cousin, and he's gonna be a badass. I think he weighed like eighteen pounds. I just... <laughs> He sent me a picture. His baby was born today. He sent me a picture. This this kid had sideburns already. I mean, it's going to be, he's going to be, yeah, boy. All right. So it was me, Mike, my godson Mike, my uncle Phil, and went, uh, we're out. And then my uncle Art and I think golfing, I forget. I, I'm not going to tell you. It uh, two other guys were there. <laughs> so we're we're golfing. And I'm just having a ball. And you remember I told you about that time they told me I had to hit it left and then I did, and it almost hit, it went into the ended up in the parking lot. And I was joking about how I, I could have hit that gasoline or propane tank, and it would have blown up. And I go, like, ah, you're funny, Max." Well, same course. And I even said, "I go, guys, we it's the and then the best part, it's the last hole, it's hole 18." I go, "We get to 18, I'm hitting that propane tank, right?" So we're out there, and just some goofy. I just got to tell you this goofy shit that happened. It's not, nothing, no fights, no weird, nobody fell, And no, nothing, it's just funny shit. I am still a, a new a newbie. Every once in a while, I'll hit my driver and I'll miss it. I'll, I'm sorry, I'll hit driver and I'll miss the contact point and get it off the heel. And instead of going forward straight a shit ton of yards, it just goes to the left about like 30 yards into somebody's backyard. And I'm like, fuck! So I don't want to hold things up. So I said, you know, instead of... And I learned my lesson. I'm going after my ball. You never know who's going to... If people will just take your ball in the middle of a fairway, what are they going to do, like, in some bushes and long grass? There's going to be, like, ninja shit going on in there. I'm going to get my ball. Meanwhile, my uncle, who's been golfing forever, and my godson, who's been golfing forever, they could tee off, and then I'll, I'll have my shit. So I'm down there looking for my ball, and I, I'm literally... This is one of those courses where, where the neighborhood's back fence runs parallel with the fairway. So basically, those poor people live on the fairway. And if they must, I don't know why you would want to live there. I don't know why. It's ridiculous. So, I, but I'm near the tee box. Like I said, I only hit it 30 yards sideways. So I'm walking over there. And all of a sudden, I hear, <whistles> bing, four, I turn around and I had that, like, uh, you ever see, I mentioned, I mentioned stripes, right? When, when John Candy and them are trying, they're all trying to get away from the Russians and they're alongside that building and the tank crashes into the building and starts knocking the building down. And, and John Candy does this Oliver Hardy stumble where his hands are kind of, like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in that position. And I look and my uncle Phil's got his driver in his hand. I'm like, I he goes. I'm so sorry. I didn't have a chance to yell for. Guy's been golfing longer than I've been alive, and he he missed. Dude, I know it's like be John, not John Kennedy, John Connolly. That's how bullets taking people's heads off only like a foot away from you. I swear to God, I heard this ball go by me. I don't know what that means in terms of proximity. Uh, I don't, in all honesty, that's not funny because I wasn't facing, I mean, I'll take one in the face, I don't give a shit, you think I ain't been kicked in the face before? Back of the head, that's not cool, I mean, like I said, as John F. Kennedy, that sucked, um, so, all right, so that's, we're dying, right, we're, I mean, that's enough to make, okay, does what, what he ever shake? what, like, never! And I he likes me. I know it wasn't like on purpose. I hope. So farther along the course, just playing whatever dumb golf. Who cares? All right. We're in the fairway. Uh I'm I'm in my own car, just me, because it's three. I got my own cool cart. There, Mike and uh my uncle Phil are in the other cart. Now I'm in the slight rough to the right. They're all the way on the other side of the fairway, farther up, about 150 yards or so on the left. That's just where we are. And I I'm taking a uh, what's a lo- considered a long shot. So it's my turn to go. And the cool thing about my Godson and one of the reasons why he rides with his dad all the time is he's amazing at spotting golf balls. He's amazing helping the other, the older dudes know what, what's going on. He'll go up, he'll walk up a 50 yards to get on a, a little bump just to tell you, okay, you're aiming points that water tower. Cause you can't see the green. He helps him out with that shit. So, It's a blind green. I can't see it. I just know in the general direction. So I'm about to smack my shit and he's lining me up. He's saying, okay, your line is, and he's pointing to his left, facing me. It's to my right. I don't, again, don't want to get into weird golf stuff. When I hit this club, I have a very slight fade, not a slice. It just kind of curves to the right. So my aiming point is always left. So I say, I yell, look out. I'm I'm serious. Look out! I literally have. In order for me to go where you want me to go, I kind of got to aim it sort toward, towards you and your dad. Mike's out on, out on the hills. Dad's over by the the in the cart still because he ain't getting up. He's just that's where he chills. So I said, either one of you, just pay attention. And I smoked this thing right at him. I swear to God, I didn't. No, don't worry. Nobody died. Nothing happened. But he he did this cartoon shit. Where he went, ah! <laughs> that, 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 you know that scream? Ah! It's <laughs> just vertical. It ah! And he dives to the right out of the way. Now, and re- for real, the ball wasn't that close, but it was coming at him, and it did what I said it was going to do. It started tailing right. <laughs> but my Amy was right at Mike, and he makes that cartoon. Now, he did it on purpose, and it reminded me of my brother because my brother would do shit like that. And my brother was... Um way more uh quiet around other people than I was. He wasn't he was you ever you know the difference between Eddie Murphy and Charlie Murphy? My personality it it was Eddie's and my brother was Charlie. So why it might be perfectly natural to see Eddie Murphy clowning around and doing silly screams, imagine Charlie Murphy just goes, ah you know, it's funnier. So when Mike did that shit, <laughs> I was oh god damn. And it just put it just put me and I'm like, I'm like, I felt so much better, man. (laughs) You know, and then we get to the 18th hole and I did the same thing I did the last time. But this time I got the ball within like 20 feet. If you're on my Facebook, uh, I think it's the Derek page. You'll see how close I came. I wasn't bullshitting, man. Cause I, I, I had golfed decently, but by the 18th hole, I had been laughing so hard and I'm going to tell you what did it for me, but I had been laughing so hard and I knew my score wasn't good and I'm not like I gave up, but I said, if I hit this ball as hard as I, if I really swing like balls out, don't give a shit swing, I'm either going to put it in the water or I'm going to hit the I'm gonna, water's right, propane tanks left. So at that point, it's like, I might, I'm going to tee because i had been, pl- I'm saving my arm. And I said, screw my arm, man. <laughs> Typical guy shit, right? Guy with a broken leg. Let me take this cast off for a second. I'll, I'll show you a soccer ball kick. Um, So I'm like, all right, glass hole. I'm blasting the fuck out of this thing. And of course, it didn't do what it normally does. I aimed left and it went straight. And I'm going, that's going to hit the goddamn propane in it. It You saw the picture. I didn't Photoshop that shit. Look how close I got. I'm better than I thought I was. All right. And I said the reason I was in that mood earlier, between <laughs> between the silliness of almost killing each other and uh, <laughs> the propane tank, I think I was talking about, I think I have I, I, I face, faith. Face, I admit, I confess, I whipped out Mr. Splashy. <laughs> and my uncle's like, what the hell is that thing? I go, what's Splashy? He's like, oh, and he says, I thought, Mr. he said, because its name is Mr. He says, I thought you had like a, I thought you were talking about like a little guy that would just clean your clubs for you, right? He says that and I'm dying because that's funny. But then I say, screw that. What if you could get a dude like a, I said, right, I have to admit, this is what I said. I go, what if you got a midget? And they, he just sat in the cage because on a golf cart, you have the golf cart the backseat of the golf cart and then in the very back is the two places where you put your clubs and strap them in. But in between those sections is a little basket area for guys to put their beer, hide their shit or put their head covers, jackets, whatever. they I said, you get a midget to sit in there and he just holds a rag. And when you just go up, you stick the club in and he, he <laughs> rubs it and tears it back. So I'm fucking dying. So somehow over the next couple of holes, the midget turned into a pygmy. I said, we should get a pygmy because pygmy, I think a a pygmy can refer to a lot of things, but I know there's a a particular tribe of, uh, on the equator. I'm not sure if it's an, if it's in Africa or not, but, uh, you know, so of course when I turned it into a pygmy, I named it Lance and he was like. And I started, because I'm doing, I'm doing voices and stuff. I'm like, yeah, this is this little guy sitting back there. And then you, you put your club in there after you took a divot or some shit. And you just hear, okay, okay. and it's I just give it to Lance to pick me. And then I started thinking about, again, I don't, I don't mean this in an offensive way, but I'm thinking, all right, what kind of African dialects could Lance have? All in the span of like three golf holes. And I go, I go. Okay, okay. So he's a pygmy, and his name's Lance. But and he, but he talks like some of those. Uh, but he's got Tourette's, <laughs> of course. Why make it normal? Why? Why does? The, why can't it just be a plain old pygmy in a basket on a golf cart? Now he's got to have Tourette's. <laughs> so my uncle <laughs> is talking about everything. Now he's doing the voice. He says, "You put your club in there, like, Lance, Lance." Put- Clean the, clean the club. And he's pulling it out of your hand. And he's like. So we, now we're doing Lance as the guy with Tourette swearing. But we don't know what language he speaks or what dialect he he has. We don't know what country this pygmy comes from. So, of course, he ends up talking like. With all those clicks and shit. <laughs> so now, Lance, the golf pygmy, golf club cleaning slave that has Tourette's is now going to talk with the clicky thing.
0: So, so we're all right.
1: We're dying. We finished the course. We go have a beer. We're sitting there, and me and my uncle and my cousin, are, again, the other three dudes are there. My uncle Art's there, and the other two dudes are there, but they can't keep up because it's we're dying. I'm still about Lance and his, his weird existence as a pygmy that writes around in a cold. And then he's got Tourette's. And, and so I started doing that noise. Like I and my uncle Phil goes, Lance, shut the fuck up. And I answer back because I have Tourette's. I just went. Bunch of assholes. Oh man, I didn't realize I've been talking a long time. I, I gotta go lay down or something. I don't know what happened just then. Um, but I'm not gonna forget. OK, I don't I don't have time to I'm not going to have time to put the uh, the theme song for this. my clever little theme songs. Uh, but it is Gay Pride Month. And I mentioned this last week, you know, I I have opinions about things that are all aren't that are not all this or all that. Very conflicted, let's say that. But one thing, like I said, one thing remains. And that's uh, I support our alphabet people.
0: I'm going down.
1: With alphabet people So we're cool So I didn't, again, you guys just heard I was gone all week, I literally got back uh, when, uh, when, Yeah, when, Wednesday night I, obviously I want to make new content I want to do something And I know there's plenty of artists to choose from But I had, it was like I think it's time, I gotta keep, I gotta do something So I literally recorded this today We're gonna end the show with it I'm sorry this show went so long But apparently I had a ton of words in my lungs so I didn't even go to the internet or anything. I just, I have a, an old songbook, an old, it's an Elton John songbook. It's meant for a uh, family style piano. That's where the rhythm's on the left hand and the melodies on the right. It's not real, she- it's sheet music, but it's not the real arrangement. It's just a piano version of it, safe, easy versions of it. But, it. but it has the chords and I just flipped through it and I said, yes, I love this song. I love it because... At the heart of it, it's obviously. This is how old I am. This song has to do with uh, separated lovers because of the Cold War. The, the woman is in uh, the Soviet, and Elton John is in his goofy glasses, or is in the U.S. Whatever. So, how he 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 uh, he he thinks about all the time, and they can't be together, and it sucks. And he's basically saying, "Do you do you think of me? That, you know, do you think of me? You know, when all this shit's going on, and we're so far away."
0: You know, do you ever dream of me?
1: Ask the lady in Russian, the Russian lady in her best Russian accent says, uh,
0: I saw you by the wall Ten of your tin soldiers in a row With eyes that look like ice on about my home I'll never know how good it feels to hold you hold you Nakita I need you so oh Nakita is the other side of any given night and time Captain soldiers in every Road Naked, you There comes a time Guns and gates no longer hold you in And if you're free The side of any given nine and time, in soldiers in the.